Hi listeners, I'm Z. And I'm Ash. And welcome back to Mistakes in the Making. Wow, it's been a while since it's just been you and me, right? Yeah, it has. I mean, I've really enjoyed our time though with all these guests. I feel like we had so much fun with them. It has actually been super fun. Do you want to talk about a few highlights about the guests that we've had on? Oh, where to begin? I mean, I feel like each one of them brought their own specific knowledge and vibe to the podcast, which I really enjoyed. And I really loved how they felt comfortable enough to open up to us because we got to know such incredible people. And yeah, so much to take away from that. Yeah, we had some really informative and cool guests come on our podcast and with that came like a whole bunch of new listeners. So hello to all of you new people. Thank you so much for giving us your time and attention. Yes, welcome everyone. We're Ash and Z and we're ready to talk about anything and everything about adulting. Yep, and honestly you guys, we are not the smartest and we don't have everything figured out. So if you feel like us, um, we'd like to think that this is the boat that everyone's on. So welcome to the same boat. Um, What to say, we speak a lot of trash. We are occasionally intellectual and I literally have no other way to describe us. (laughs) Absolutely. And if you're a hot mess, then hi, you have two new friends. (laughs) Yes. Anyways, so back to your regularly scheduled Ash and Z shenanigans. Yes, and I mean, we haven't recorded in four weeks because we finished all our guest episodes beforehand to have a little bit of a break. But yeah, how have your four weeks been? Oh, the past four weeks have been a bit mad. Ariana Grande, my queen, dropped a surprise album and I loved it. (laughs) Even though I have to admit some of the songs caught me off guard. She has this new song called 34 plus 35. Mm -hmm. Do you get it? Yeah. Do the math? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And she like goes, she goes like, oh, you know, like F me all night, 30 for 35. And I'm like, wow, Ariana, (laughs) really just going for it. And then um, I didn't get it. Like, it took me like a hot minute to understand what she was talking about. And then I was like, oh, at the end of the song, she goes like, I'm talking about 69. No shit. Bad at math class. And I was like, oh, God, (laughs) I'm really bad at this. (laughs) This is not okay. So yeah, Ariana launched her album and I was like really happy about that because it gave me something to listen to, even though I'm really waiting for Drake to drop his new album in January. Mm. Um, I've been like listening to all of the stuff that he's been like doing all of his past albums and stuff like that and other than that I've just been walking and walking sucks so I don't want to talk about that yeah I get that I mean I feel like I don't like describing my time in terms of like work and what I did like although I enjoy work I'm like that's not my life though is it like well in that case what have you been doing for the past four weeks (laughs) Honestly, that was my way to dodge this question. (laughs) But I mean, you know how like all of us in this lockdown have had periods of like self-care where we're super healthy and like treat our bodies and health so well. And then after that, it's just like this dip and we're like, nah, fuck Mm -hmm. it. Um, Yeah, I'm at that dip right now. But otherwise, same old, honestly. (laughs) Wait, what do you mean same old? You're going out, having fun, staying up late, drinking. Eh, Nice way to rat me out. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, I have been seeing a few friends, but like obviously with all the precautions and everything, please don't judge me. I'm being super, super safe. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just not the same though, I feel, because everyone's always in their mask. And I'm just like, I really want to see your entire faces. Like, I want to know, are y'all growing your mustaches out? Like, do y'all have some lovely new chin hair? Like, I want to know this shit, man. Show me how bad your acne has gotten. Make me feel bad about my skin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you and I are blessed with pretty good skin. Like, I would say that, you know, touch wood compared to some of our other friends and people we know. Hmm. well I mean to be honest I had really bad skin during puberty like my face was covered in acne it was a nightmare but then I saw Kendall Jenner's super honest and heartfelt ad campaign about her acne and her skin and what she uses to clear it all up and I was like maybe I should try this we'll have the same skincare routine (laughs) won't we um just the same um but yeah my skin just cleared up magically and yeah she's such an inspiration (laughs) yeah oh wow clean and clear please sponsor us seriously we'll take it at this point yeah we would (laughs) Um, apart from all of that, I feel like you and I have been playing so many rounds of Among Us, like more than we care to admit. <laughs> yes. So Among Us is like a video game that dropped and it's something that you can play on your laptop or on a mobile device. And of course, Ash and I being the serious gamers we are, we decided to mm-hmm. play it on our iPads. And for those of you that have been living under a rock, here's a little summary of what Among Us is. Among Us is a multiplayer game. The premise is basically that there are 10 people who are stranded on a broken spaceship and the mission is to fix the spaceship by doing these small little tasks. But here's the catch. Eight of the players are actual real crewmates who are doing tasks and fixing the ship and the other two are imposters. And the imposters just have to like sabotage the mission and kill the crew. So... For example, if I'm an imposter, I will pretend to do tasks and then kill crewmates. And if Ashna is a crewmate and finds a dead body that I've like murdered 10 seconds ago, she'll call for a meeting and everyone will kind of be like, oh, I was doing this task here. And they'll kind of try and give their details about where they were, what they were doing. And the imposter will try and paint an alibi. And eventually all the crew members can vote who they think the imposter is. So, of course, you know, if you're a crew, the aim of the game is to fix the spaceship and win. And if you're an imposter, the aim of the game is to murder everyone and win. So, very, very shady this game is. Like, it's a mad game. It's basically adult Cluedo. And I love a good murder mystery. So when I found out about this, I was hooked. And I immediately told you. Yeah, and I thought might as well jump on the bandwagon because this game has literally spread like most things in 2020. Um, No, I'm joking. (laughs) But um, I feel like if you guys haven't played this game, don't worry because I think it is literally like high school. Like if you've been to high school, you've played this game or been a part of it in some way or the other because it's all about like deception and fraud and lies and betrayal and murder well we didn't murder in high school i meant that metaphorically okay let me correct myself um but yeah it just fuels distrust with like the people that you're playing with um for example the first time i played this game it was with zara and she ended up lying to me and then murdered me (laughs) shortly after so (laughs) oh my god 
I'm sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. I believe well, you. Well, I say I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm not. Okay, okay. Here's what I have to say, though. In my defense, when it comes to games, I just get weirdly competitive and I will do whatever it takes to win. But this is not a reflection of who I am in real life. When it comes to real life, I'm like a sensitive, caring person, I think. But when it comes to a game, oh, uh, I don't know. Let's just say that I'm a sore loser and an even worse winner. So yeah, I get a bit mad when it comes to games, but you know, it means that you can trust me in real life because in real life, we're a team, but in Among Us, it's every bitch for themselves. And well, what's the point of playing if you can't win? Yeah, I mean, I completely get that. Like your inner Monica just comes out, (laughs) like we've all been there. But I mean, I have been thinking about why this game is so attractive just such a large group of people and I feel like a greater story is being told because on some level this game just feeds into our natural desire to win and be on top of the food chain and it's really scary when you think about how this has the potential to make people feel in real life. Um, Okay, hear me out. Okay, I'm gonna break this down. Go ahead. This game is all about deception, right? And I feel like humans have inherently become drawn to deception. I mean, if you think about it throughout human history, it's been part of our society, whether it's Greek mythology or the Ramayana, Mahabharata, the Trojan horse, and basically most of the governments we've had and even the press, um... It's just been a part of our life and we're not psychopaths, but deception means to encourage people to believe information that's false. And this can't help but influence the relationships we have with others, right? And I feel like relationships are largely built on trust and trust is the bedrock of society. Well, at least healthy society, Um, from romance to parenting to even governments, we want to be able to trust but it just keeps getting worse and worse with each generation I feel we all have trust issues and deception undermines that like over time it makes us doubt and suspect everything and it's the most cruel thing but when it comes to this game somehow it's the most like scarily beautiful thing like that's how you win the game right and we all want to win and you can't help but acknowledge the brilliance in deceiving people in the game because it's so hard and then it just becomes so enticing because it takes a lot of strategy and then people just start to get off on that shit I think Um, okay that was a lot to unpack (laughs) so much to unpack okay first off let's like break it down into smaller points okay so you and I are business partners basically we have to trust each other and like, when I murdered you brutally in Among Us, did that kind of make you not trust me? Because, okay, here's a little bit of a context for the listeners. Um, Ash and I were playing with a third friend of ours in a public lobby. So that means that the three of us were on call playing together and we were playing with seven strangers. And I got to be the imposter and I was very sneaky and shady. And I was like, oh, guys, I'm crew. I wish I was the imposter. And I like murdered everyone, starting with Asha and my other friend. And I won the game really badly <laughs> in a very brutal way. <laughs> um, so then the next game, we all were crew. And um, 
I was just getting very bored and I was like, oh, these imposters are just being kind of sus. They're like, you know, they've only killed one person so far. That's really lame. So out of pure boredom, I was like, you know what? Ashna's the brown character in this game. So I just went on the chat and I was like, I think Brown is being very shady. We should definitely kick Brown out of the spaceship and kill Brown. And one other person was like, yeah, Brown's being sus, which is short for suspicious. And suddenly everyone just kicked Ashna out into space. And then there came a message on the screen. Ashna was an imposter. And I was like, what? The betrayal? Ashna's an imposter? You told me on this chat that we were crew. We were in this together. So then I just got really annoyed. And then finally, you know, I found another dead body, reported it, but I didn't know what to make of it. And then suddenly I got killed by our third friend who was also on the call. But of course, the other crewmates figured it out and they kicked like the, my our friend out of the spaceship. So eventually I won. But I realized at that point, I was on a call with these two people who were both just lying to me, weren't even talking to each other, but just both knew instinctively to lie to me and make me feel really weird about our friendship and question their motives. So these things happened in Among Us mm. and in real life. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be too somber, but I feel like if there's anything Among Us can teach us is that everyone is capable of lying and deceiving, even the friends that you play with. And... <laughs> It just makes me think like how often are we being deceived really? I mean, I can't blame some rather all of us for having mad trust issues. Like when you murdered me, I was like this bitch good. Like I did not suspect you at all. And that was really good strategy. Um, but yeah, I feel like if we didn't have that sort of trust in our friendship, yeah, I don't know whether it would have made me feel like subconsciously a bit like, oh shit, this person just lied to my face. Like, of course you can separate the game from reality, but what happens when you can't separate them anymore <laughs> you know there's so many layers to like lies and deception and how easily people can do it and in what environment and context yeah i mean here's how i rationalize it it's fun to kind of be the imposter and be deceiving in a game but it's even more fun to be deceiving to your friends in a game because of like my competitive spirit but in real life there are like actual ramifications for it and that kind of scares me because I wouldn't actually want to hurt someone in real life that I actually care about but there are people who have different mentalities than me and would want to hurt people in real life even if they care about them and that just makes it like extra special for them like there's something about layers of, of deception as you said where it just kind of makes, like, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I, I just lost my train of thought there. Let me put it this way. Among Us, it's fun because it's a game. There's like a set, there's like an actual set of rules. But in real life, there aren't any rules. But some people think of real life as a game. You know what I mean? And it can just be really twisted and messed up. Like, there's a reason why Shakespeare wrote Julius Caesar, you know, where Brutus just like stabbed Caesar in the back and literally created a metaphor after that. There's a reason why that plays so well. And it's because some people just find life to be a game and are very deceiving. Like you and I know very deceptive people, IRL, but there's nothing we can do. Yeah, yeah. So 
this one time I was at a friend's house and she had her annoying roommate who would try and kind of like, you know, act better than us, but also be, try and be a part of our friend circle around. And this girl was stepping out to go on a first date wearing a bodycon dress that came up till her knees and a little bit shorter, along with boots, like red boots and, um, and like weird sunglasses that just didn't match her face. And I was like, this is the worst outfit. I don't know why she's wearing that. So then I just like politely was like, oh, sweetie, do you really think you need those boots? Like maybe try a different pair of shoes when I knew every piece of the outfit was horrendous and shouldn't have gone together. And then, you know, my friend was just like, oh my God, Zara, leave her alone. She looks great. And then the girl was like, yeah, you know, just don't be a hater. And then I was like, oh God, okay, whatever. I'm the bad guy, I guess. And... Mm. I just kind of like let it be and then the girl walked out of the house and shut the door and my friend started to laugh and I was like did you see that outfit that was so fucking ugly Mm. and I was like wow and then I was like you mean girl you live with this person you consider this person a friend and I started to realize if she could be so bitchy about someone she lives with she's Mm. easily doing the same like she's easily doing the same stuff to me and I stopped being as close with her and I slowly started to realize over time that she would do this to other people. Like she was kind of like a real life Regina George, you know, mm-hmm. Regina George would be like, oh my God, that's such a cute skirt. And then the girl would go and she'd be like, that's the ugliest stuffing skirt I've seen. Yeah. She had that effect. And then two years later, I found out that she had said stuff about me. Mm-hmm. And I found that out because I was having dinner with a new friend and we both had her as a mutual friend. And somehow in like a drunken conversation just came out that, oh, you know, she said this about you. Oh, she said that about you. Wait, what the fuck? Oh. And we just realized that she was like a mm, fake dishonest person. Shady lady. Um, very shady lady. Very sus. Mm, very sus. Um, but here's the thing, though. I feel like all of us have lied. But over time, we've realized that these small white lies just take us nowhere. And there's no point, really. But, you know, when you're lying to someone's face about them and bitching about them it's like stabbing them in the back and like no wonder our generation has these trust issues like we see it in these movies like mean girls and we know that this is not how we should behave i mean it's in the name they're mean girls um but yeah on the other hand i feel and i'm in no way rationalizing this but You know how people say, like, if you want to fit into society, you can't be 100% honest and you won't be accepted for it. People won't appreciate it. They'll think you're mean. So being a little fake sometimes is okay. Um, Yeah, where does that leave us? See, the way I rationalize it is that sometimes it's just easier to be fake and dishonest with the person that you don't trust Mm -hmm. than to actually cut them out of your life. Like, that girl who I just mentioned, we are in similar circles with, you know, before COVID happened, I'd probably see her three, four times a month, just out of circumstances. And it would be easier for me to make small talk with her, but keep very specific boundaries. Don't tell her anything that's actually going on in my life that's personal to me Mm -hmm. than to like cut her out of my life and like not be friends with her because to not be friends with someone and to hate on someone is actively exhausting. So it's just easier to be cordial with them, but like keep a very safe distance. And the way that I think about that, it's not being fake. It's 
Well, actually, no, it is being fake, but it's being fake out of circumstances, not being fake out of like, you know, devious motives and out of like sabotaging people. Yeah, um, I completely get that. But I mean, I feel like my way of approaching it, and I don't know if it is the best way. I'm just like, I can't do the fake cordial thing. Like I will completely like I'll drop it right there and just be like, I don't I don't want to waste my time. You shouldn't waste your time in this like negative dynamic that we have. It's just better to move on. But I don't know if that comes off as rude. I think it's just more of like a defense mechanism for me where I'm like, it's better for me if this relationship or dynamic we have ends here because I'll feel a lot healthier after. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I have a resting bitch face, okay? And I've been told this, like, I just don't look approachable at times. So maybe sometimes, like, it comes off a bit, like, ruder than I wanted to. I don't know. You know, now that I think about it, you do have a reputation sometimes. And, like, people find mm-hmm. you, like, unapproachable. Like, literally, you and I are, like, the most unlikely pairing, if I'm going to be very honest with yeah, our listeners. Yeah. We come from such different circles. So when I told, like, a few of my friends, they were like, really huh (laughs) does she even like you (laughs) i was like yeah yeah no she just gives off that vibe sometimes yeah you you know how i am like i'm actually just know how you are it's just because i feel like i'm an introvert and i'd rather not and i also don't like that sort of confrontation like if i'm not interested in a person anymore and they do that oh hi how you been we should meet you know exactly what i'm talking about you know the tone i'm saying and i sometimes do that to people (laughs) yeah I'm just like where is this gonna take us really we really need to do this but yeah now that I think about it like you can't help assumptions can you like maybe my face is just my face like it doesn't have to mean anything more than that um I don't know people are just people I guess why do you think that people actually are like this though I don't know I have one theory Uh uh-huh go ahead um okay so confession time when i was six years old seven years old i developed a really bad habit Mm -hmm. of lying Mm -hmm. i was an obsessive compulsive liar i would just like get kicks out of it sometimes but Mm -hmm. also i feel like it was like i was creating a fantasy narrative where i could hero myself and put myself in the spotlight so this lasted like two years and it was really bad like to the point where supposing if i broke a bowl Mm -hmm. i would literally like panic and people would have seen me break the bowl and i would just be like out of habit i would just be like no i didn't do that and i would like lie about that and i would Mm -hmm. lie about such simple stupid things that it was honestly embarrassing sometimes i'd want to tell the truth but i physically couldn't it was such a bad habit ingrained deep into my being and into my consciousness it was bad and then I don't know, like, I feel like people just stopped trusting me. Like, people, like, my mom, my friends would literally be like, oh, what happened? And then they'd be like, actually, no, don't ask Zara. She won't tell the truth. And it just became something that I was known for. So then when I reached, like, the fourth grade, I started to take active measures to, like, stop myself. And I'd just say the truth. Mm -hmm. And it felt wrong. It felt weird. But slowly, I started to say the truth more and more. And then I realized that, oh, it was just, like, a weird habit that I had. It wasn't even, like devious or anything it was just like something ingrained within me Mm -hmm. and by the time I was in the fifth grade and I was like 10 years old 
completely broken that I was a trustworthy person. People could like trust me with responsibility, trust me with telling the truth. And I started to build more of a trust with people and it made me feel more fulfilled. And nowadays, I think that, you know, a lot of young kids have like a lying habit, but grow out of it. But some people just don't. Some people like this continues on to adulthood and becomes like a disease. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes I look at people you know, sometimes there are people like just in your group, listeners, you also think about this and you're just like, oh yeah, they're not trustworthy and it's just like their reputation now and it's going to take a lot for them to fix that. Those yeah. kids, those people are probably like the mad lying kids and it evolved into like <laughs> theft and stuff. Like it's just an ingrained mm. within their DNA at this point. Yeah, true. And not gonna lie, like I've been there as well, like sometimes even like a couple of years ago in middle school, high school, I'd be like, saying a small white lie and then catch myself like why did I just say that and it is a journey to like improve yourself because you have to grow out of it you're no longer a child like you can't live in your own fantasy world I feel like sometimes when you lie over time the reality that happened just like changes in your head yeah your reality becomes yeah the lie that you've said And I don't know, I feel like people do this sometimes because they want to like feel in control or like have power over the actual situation. Wait, could you give an example of that? Um, Okay, I'm trying to think. But like say something didn't go according to your plan. Like, okay, you were hanging out with a group of friends and like maybe someone wasn't so nice to you or you didn't you like weren't enjoying but then you lied to your other friends saying yeah it was such a good time I was hanging out with this one she was being so nice to me Mm -hmm. just so that you feel like you you were like in control of the situation and don't feel hurt like when you go to the club and you know everyone's having a good time but you're like I'm not drinking I hate how high my heels are my feet hurt but then the next day everyone's posting about it on Instagram and then you Mm -hmm. post about it on Instagram being like wow such a great night when reality you wanted to be at home with a cup of tea and a book so true and I've seen like people some people that are close to me do this and over time it's gotten to a point where I've had to tell them like this is becoming a disease like you're remembering what happened in a different way but deep down you know what the reality was and you get caught in this like unhealthy loop don't you and then it's sort of like just living in your own like fantasy simulation like you're morphing your time you know you're morphing your reality 100 percent. like okay this is one thing I do I journal fairly frequently and Mm -hmm. last year I spent quite a bit of time in London as a lot of people who've listened to the podcast (laughs) now know And I keep looking back at the time being like, oh, the entire time was amazing. Every single day I had fun. And then I actually went back and looked at some of my journal entries. Mm -hmm. And like the first two weeks I was in London, I was very uncomfortable. I wasn't having fun. I felt a bit out of place. I didn't have like a good idea of the geography. I had a lot of American friends since it was an American exchange program and I was Mm -hmm. in living with like all these international students. I didn't actually have like a solid set of friends considering most of my Indian friends who were studying in London started school in September and I was there in August. Mm -hmm. And then I slowly was like reading through my journal entries and I was like, wait, the first two weeks sound miserable. But I had painted this picture in my mind that I had like gotten off the plane and was having so much fun already. Mm-hmm. I think yeah it took me like two weeks to settle in and then I started to like really get like my groove on and kind of you know 
figure out what was happening but yeah i think i just like i don't know i was just telling everyone it was so fun from the start that i had like painted this mad picture in my head yeah yeah and maybe sometimes that's like healthier in the moment but like over time it's just like a coping mechanism that deteriorates like we're made up of our experiences and like yeah. sometimes you just have to remember the way it was even if it wasn't good you exactly. know exactly and i remember once you and i were chatting and you spoke about like you know a habit you had of lying to test people would you want to talk about that yeah i used to do this when i was a lot younger and i feel like maybe people still do this when they're in toxic relationships um but anyway um i remember when i was younger there was this one time i was really really sick and i wanted to go for this party but i couldn't and when my friends came back i asked them like tell me everything i want to know how was it and they told me and they were like oh you know this other friend of ours was talking to this girl that you don't like and you know just thought we'd let you know and i was like oh okay yeah like i'm fine with it i just would have wanted her to tell me why hasn't she told me so i gave it like a day and then i got super impatient and i just texted her and i was like how is the party you know i haven't spoken to anyone about it um you know what what happened and then she completely she came clean and she was super honest about it and gave me her reason why she did this and i felt so bad after because i just assumed that she wouldn't tell me or she was going to be dishonest about it and i apologized to her and told her that i already knew about it i was just trying to test her to see if she'd tell me and honestly i felt like a horrible person like it said a lot more about me than her how am i chaw <laughs> like you would already know the information but then you would be like oh waiting for her to like tell you or not tell you and then if she didn't tell you you could have a chance like pounce and be like oh see you're lying when reality you were lying yeah exactly also i just have to say this leave it to us to make among us into this weird dystopian narrative <laughs> and make all and like confess about all of our times being like shady people when we were shady of other people But this has been a very fun conversation for all the new listeners. This is this is not how we always are. I promise it gets better. Does it though? <laughs> Maybe this is as good as it gets. Yeah, we're we're back, I guess. Um We're back. If you guys want any new guests and like have suggestions, feel free to hit us up on our mm-hmm. Instagram, on our Twitter. We're not very active on Twitter, but we will be if you ask. <laughs> Yeah, and all you new listeners, thank you for staying um and listening to this entire conversation. Yeah, see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.